This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game is brought to you by Baptist Health, Farah and Farah, and by Everbank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags win in week one with a final score of 31-21 over the Indianapolis Colts. J.P. Shadrick, Brian Sexton, and for Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor is on the line with us down in South Florida. And, you know, they don't come pretty sometimes, especially in week one, Fred, but this one came at the very end, and uh, the Jaguars found a way to outlast the Indianapolis Colts in week one. Thank goodness. What a win, Fred. We've lost Fred. We'll get I, back I'll do to my Fred. best Fred. Yeah, what do you think, Brian? Impression. Yeah, it was. They were resilient. You know, the um, it was flipped. We, we thought that the offense would come in today and play really good against a Colts secondary that really, it, it's young. I mean, they had, what, three or four starts mm-hmm. on the corners, and yet, that wasn't what happened. And we wondered about the defense against a rookie quarterback who is a really mobile guy. And we just we needed to see some things. Well, the defense played really well. I mean, they, pressure, sacks, turnovers. Mm-hmm. They were outstanding on third down. The Colts had converted one of nine until that final drive when the Jaguars were playing off the ball. And they were only one of five on their fourth down opportunities. Uh, Tyson Campbell came up with you know the game-sealing interception. And they had the goal line stand there at the very end. So the defense played really well. The offense, quite honestly, I thought they looked anxious early on. Um, you know, Doug told you that, you know, he wanted them to calm down and not carry the weight of expectations. It looked like they were dragging those expectations around early and they just couldn't get into a rhythm. And the offensive line, I thought, really struggled until, you know, about 10 minutes left in the game. Uh, they just they, they couldn't solve DeForest Buckner and company. They they struggled to create running lanes, and there seemed to be pressure on Trevor all day long. So, great. You get the win. Got some questions. Typical opening weekend. Yeah. Uh, Fred Taylor, let's uh, try him again on the phone. And, hey, uh, all around, Jags figured out a way in the last part of this game to get it done. Fred, good afternoon. Fred, are you there? Well, we'll get, try to get Fred a little bit later. Um, th- there's a lot of strange things that did happen in this game, by the way. The uh, the the giveaway, and the Lawrence sack fumble, and Bigsby holding the ball. He gets stripped from behind. It's returned for a touchdown by DeForest Buckner. Yeah, that, gave, that gave him a 21-17 lead at that point in the third quarter. Just a, a play you don't see too often. And, and, and No, no, you don't. And, and he'll learn. But Bigsby also with the other uh, you know, play with the interception yeah. where he, he he stuck a hand up and batted it and the defensive back was in the right spot at the right time and then he got the touchdown, which was good to see him at the end. It was a strange it was a strange day. Uh, you know, phone is blowing up, emails yeah. and texts, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? Yeah. Um, they finally, when the game was on the line, they did what they did last year over that final stretch, JP, and they found a way to make enough plays to get the job done. So Give him credit for that. That's not what we expected. We didn't want to see the cardiac cats. No. This year, we thought we would see a, an explosive offense. They got 31 points. Great. That's exactly where Doug Peterson said they wanted to be, but they, they didn't dominate the action. 
Calvin Ridley, first half, seven catches. Second half, only one reception in uh, the second half of this game. So, And I kept thinking they'd get Christian Kirk involved. I, I kept thinking yeah. that the coverage would slide towards Ridley and Kirk would be open. And he may have been, and there just wasn't enough time for Trevor to be able to set his feet and find him. Travis Etienne on the ground, finished with 77 yards rushing, 18 attempts, 4.3 per carry, and a touchdown at the end of the game, too. So Nice to see him. It you was. Know, he was bottled up, and he looked to the outside, and he hit the Jets, and away he went. I thought he ran hard today. I mean, really hard. And it was tough sledding for most of the day. Those linebackers, Zaire Franklin, was yeah. everywhere. All over the place. Oh, I mean, he looked like well, he looked like Shaq Leonard did when Shaq was a young player. And he made a bunch of plays, especially on fourth down. <laughs> he had 18 tackles today. Yeah, yeah no, he Franklin was, did. He was good. Uh, we knew that this front seven for the Colts was good. Well, I thought the Jaguars were more than up to the challenge. I thought they would be better. And today, quite frankly, they weren't. It didn't help when you lose Brandon Sheriff to the ankle injury. Yep. Uh, you know, he went back in. He came back out. We'll have to wait and see where he's at on that. I thought Anton Harrison struggled at times. Uh, you know, it's a different game on opening day. And, uh, and Walker Little, that, that penalty was just a – it was a killer because it was a big gain to Calvin, and instead now you're backed up. It was part of that third quarter, JP. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked at halftime? D- get some rhythm going. Get a touchdown. Put this thing beyond their reach. And they came out, and they went um, you know, three and out, and, and then they settled for a field goal, and then there was a turnover. And The third quarter was just stub your toe, stub your toe, stub your toe. Yeah. And then the fourth quarter, they finally found some rhythm. Defensively, Josh Allen, 10 tackles, three sacks. And uh, two quarterback hits on top of that, and what a day. Uh, uh, let's go to uh, Indianapolis. Bucky Brooks is standing by. Uh, speaking of defense, Foyer Aluokin led the team with 12 tackles. He's with Bucky. Go ahead, Buck. Foyer, great win for you guys. What did, did you guys take from last year to help y'all win today? That we can win in the fourth quarter. Uh, it might be ugly, but we gritty, not pretty. Uh, as long as we, you know, keep them out of the end zone in the fourth quarter, keep keep taking advantage of our opportunities, uh, offense going to click eventually. So, uh, really, just fight to the end, no matter what it looks like. Just keep fighting. We are we are we're a whole team of fighters. Uh, it might not always look how we want it to, but we keep fighting all the way to the end. We we saw a lot of games go our way. End of the year last year, kind of continue that same momentum this year. So you guys finished with four fourth down stops, yeah. and everyone knows, man. You talk about the money down, but critical downs. What is it like to have the toughness and the resilience to be able to get off the field on fourth down? This is just what, what's called upon us to do. Um, win, win first and second down, make that fourth down a little further. Uh, just execute, really. If we were talking about assignment football the whole week, just executing our X's and O's. Uh, we kind of knew what play, like from the Eagles game, what kind of basic plays they might run. You know, adjust, looks that we hadn't seen, we adjusted to. It's about effort getting off on fourth down, getting the, somebody in the quarterback's face, make them throw hot maybe. If it's a run, make sure our gaps are held. You're going to pull it, let's serve, we get to the ball, tackle it. It's do or die on fourth. So it was a good job, you know, showing that resiliency off the field you know one thing i noticed when i was standing on the sideline you guys never panicked there was a sense of calm throughout the game that y'all were going to figure out a way to get it done where does that come from we've been through it as, as, as like a lot of people talking about we didn't really bring a lot of new guys in so we've been through it all last year we saw when it didn't go our way we saw it go our way towards the end of the year so it's just one of those games again we was going to come down to the end of the game um offense going to pull through for us one time as long as we keep getting them the ball back it's just you know do what you're supposed to do and things will work out Last one, going into next week, you guys play Kansas City. They come to the house. What can you take from the lessons of this game to help you next week? Uh, keep that same resiliency. Let's be a little cleaner on, on plays. And really, we're going the two games we played last year. I mean, they already know it. They came off a loss. You know, they probably think they shouldn't have lost last week. We came off of two losses last year. Uh, 
you know, be ready to play. Man, let's get it on. Congratulations yes, on the win today. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank yep. you. All right, that's Foyer Olukin with Bucky Brooks in Indianapolis. We'll take our first time out. We're still out to Bucky and Indy. Doug Peterson scheduled to swing by as well. We'll get the thoughts of the head coach after a win in week one, 31-21. It's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. He took it on a bounce, right? I yep. mean, he stopped it from going any further and then has the speed to get to the corner and a good block out there to get him down the sideline. What goes to show you? There are lots of answers for this football team, right? There are lots of different players that can step up and make a play, whether yeah. it's a Calvin Ridley. I mean, at some point you, 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 you get the guy who led your team um, back in the game you know, as a receiver last year. He only had one catch today, Christian Kirk. Yeah. Uh, but then you have Agnew, um, you know, Travis Etienne with a 29-yard uh, touchdown, 26-yard touchdown. Let's go back to Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium. Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson standing by with Bucky Brooks. Hey, Coach, your initial thoughts on a big win today in Indy? wasn't pretty, um, but, but we got the win. And, you know, uh, this team, um, you know, this team shows a lot, of, a lot of guts, a lot of toughness, resiliency um, to, to play a 60-minute football game. You know, always tough coming down here, um, you know, on the road. You, you just – it's week one, and and you know you're you're not a well-oiled machine yet, and and there were plenty of mistakes to go around in all three phases, and things that we can coach off of and clean up. But just happy and proud, our guys stuck with it, coaches stuck with the plan, and uh, we came away with the win. It's funny in your uh, pregame interview with JP, you talked about it takes like a few weeks to figure out your ident identity to become a well-oiled machine. So what do you take from today to work on next week to get ready to be a a better version of yourself yeah that's the thing is 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 it you know the things in the game today are all things that we can control um you know some of the takeaways right we got to be a better uh better stewards of hanging on to the football right some of the some of the mental mistakes or things that we can clean up uh, obviously on film you know tomorrow and then you know this week in practice and um you know just being able to just show the guys and and they you know you walk away from a game like this yeah you you're replaying you know every play in your head and and you know all the good ones and the bad ones and all that but you know for this team to come away you know with this type of win um it, it gives coaches an opportunity to coach and it gives gives us a chance to correct the mistakes and the players to learn from them so uh that one we don't make them again um and two you know it, it's hard to win in this league this is the NFL, and it's hard. And and um, proud of the guys for for sticking with it. Well, all the attention in the offseason was all about the offense, but the defense really stood up today. Uh, what did you like about the way your defense performed? Defense kept us in this football game. Honestly, um, I, I really thought they they did a nice job with a, with a really good young quarterback and Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, I, I saw today. You know, you saw growth in him just in just in a week. You know, and and uh, um, how we kind of corralled him yeah he got his he's going to get his yards on scrambles and some of the designer things but we did a nice job of keeping him you know on the ground and and really uh controlling the the run game there and um you know creating takeaways and and then obviously the big you know uh, fourth down you know stand there at the end of the game but uh i thought i thought overall josh allen played well yes. you know today stepped up and played well and uh foyer leader of that defense you know stepped up i mean it just there's a handful of guys right but collectively they played really well Last thing, so the offense finally got it together. It was, it was sputtering, but it, it figured it out in the fourth quarter. How do you feel about overall the way the offense performed? 
You know, overall, um, I was pleased the way we finished today in that fourth quarter. A um, couple big scores there in the second half late. And, um, you, you know, it wasn't perfect by no means. Um, you know, Tyler Shatley comes in and, and fills in for Brandon there late, did a nice job. And, you know, so, you know, it, it again, we're, we're, we're not well-oiled. We're not, we're not there yet. But, but at the same time, there were some good things. There were some good connections with Trevor and, you know, Trevor and Calvin. And, and Zay made a huge play on fourth down for us. And, and um, you know, just enough there. Uh, listen, you play a Gus Bradley team. Yeah, it, it's a nickel and dime. It's yeah. it's it's nickel and dime, and it's it's tough sledding even in the run game. So, um, you know, my hats off to the guys for really sticking sticking with the plan and and, and trusting uh, uh, trusting uh, everybody with it. Man, well, good luck. It was great. Celebrated this week. Did we get ready for Kansas City next weekend? Yep, got a big one next week. Oh, a home opener. So uh, we'll put this one to bed tomorrow and get ready for that one. Cool. Thanks so much, Coach. Thanks, Buck. That's head coach Doug Peterson with Bucky Brooks in Indianapolis after a Jaguars win 31-21 over the Colts. Timeout when we come back. Defensive play of the game. Plenty more ahead. Reviewing a Jaguars victory in week one on the road, a place they haven't won in a while. Welcome back. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Brian Sexton from the Hyundai Studios. Jaguars 31, Colts 21. The Jaguars score the most points ever in any road game at Indianapolis, in either stadium, at uh, RCA Dome or Lucas Oil Stadium. The previous high was 27 three different times. Yeah. They were 2-1 and one in those games. They get a win today with 31 points on the board. You know, and I think that's the expectation is, you know, the old Jaguars teams, 27 points was a lot. It was like the maximum range for those because they were focused on the ground game. And some of those games, most of those games, involved Fred Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew and that really good defense that they had. Um, you know, this time around, this offense is going to be expected to score near 30 points on a regular basis. And you can see, JP, that there are players to get the job done. I mean, I'll say it again. One catch, two targets for Christian Kirk. Yeah. That's not going to happen every week. Zay Jones made some plays. Evan Ingram made some plays. Calvin Ridley made some plays. So the Chiefs are going to look at the tape and they're going to go, okay, we got to work here. And there's going to be some room for him to get open. Also, I think another avenue for them to score points is Travis Etienne as a receiver, right? You saw him with a couple of nice catches today, too. So mm -hmm. there are plenty of ways for them, but, but gone are the days of, man, 27 points would be nice. I think the expectation around here is going to be they only scored 27. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick, Brian Sexton, glad you're with us. We're in the Hyundai Studios after a Jaguars win in Indianapolis. 31-21 final score. Time now for the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. There were plenty of options today. Let's go with a late interception from Tyson Campbell. Dropping. Fires deep downfield. And that ball is intercepted by Tyson Campbell. He picked it off. He picked it off at the 43-yard line of the Indianapolis Colts. That was the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. Let the pros tackle the pests in your home by going to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. Plenty of options today, yeah, they're by Hard the way. to argue with that one, obviously. But Josh Allen had 10 tackles, yes. three sacks, a couple of other quarterback hits. I mean, it was a monster game for a guy who told anybody. I know he told you this, too. He was betting on himself in August and when you start off the season with three sacks you're off to a good start um Foyer Luicon I mean league's leading tackler the last two years trying to become the first player since what 70 or 71 to do it three years in a row it's not an official stat 
So it's not something that goes in the record books, you know. But the Jaguars put the number of tackles in, and when they give it next to all the other teams, he had more. So I'd say Foya Luakon's 12 tackles today. And then the other guy who I thought really played well was uh, Trayvon Walker. He had six tackles, and most of those were right at the line of scrimmage in the running game. He had a sack at the end of the first half and a uh, another tackle for loss. I thought he was all over the place. So a lot of guys played well, and, and Andre Sisco had 10 tackles today. Yeah, his hit at the, the end on uh, Anthony Richardson knocked him out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, really hard-hitting safety. And so, hey, that's a really good defensive day. Yeah, they really did. They played well, and, and the numbers will all say it, but your eyes can tell you that. I mean, you, you saw that the Jaguars found a way to answer the Anthony Richardson thing. And, you know, the you look at the numbers, and the Colts finished the day with 65 rushing yards, but it's the average. And, look – Take away Anthony Richardson's yards, and Deion Jackson had uh, a 1.1 per carry average, mm. right? I mean, they did a really nice job in making Anthony Richardson put it all on his shoulders. And there was a time where he looked like, well, maybe he's going to be able to do something. But then when the game really came down to it, the Jaguars' defense closed the door. Let's take a look at the Everbank final stats, and starting with the team statistics, total yardage in favor of the Jaguars, 342 to 280. Rushing yardage, 105-65 to 65 in favor of the Jaguars. Passing net yardage, 237-215 to 215 in favor of the Jags. Jaguars finished the day 3-12 of 12 on third down. The Colts finished the day 2-12 of 12 on third down and 1-5 of five on fourth down in the game. The penalties, 4 for 45 yards against the Jags, 4 for 35 yards against the Colts. The turnovers, well, the Jaguars, two of them. The Colts had three of them. And time of possession in favor of the Jags, 33 minutes, 37 seconds in this one. Trevor Lawrence, 24-32 passing, 241 through the air, two touchdowns and an interception. ETN, 18 carries, 77 yards, a touchdown. Calvin Ridley led the way, receiving on 11 targets, eight catches, 101, and a touchdown, but only one second-half catch. And you mentioned the defensive stats. Oluokun, Allen, Cisco really leading the way defensively for the Jaguars statistically. Can I give you another one? He only had... Three tackles, and and one of those was on the quarterback. Should have been a sack, but the uh, quarterback, Richardson, flipped the ball away. Foley Vontakasi, mm. who was out after the first quarter of the first preseason game. We didn't see him again. He was strong inside. It, it, we talked about playing without Devon Hamilton. Yeah. He was really solid. Adam Gotsis was solid. Roy Robertson Harris, really good. Um, they didn't get the kind of pressure that you'd like, but they really held up strong at the line of scrimmage. We'll come back. We'll pick a Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. Plenty more ahead after a Jags win in week one. It's Jaguars post game on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Brian Sexton from the Hyundai Studios. Jags 31, Colts 21. Most points the Jaguars ever scored in Indy. Ever either stadium they get it done today defense played well held their own they rallied back late the uh, punt return really flipped the game from jamal agnew uh, I'm, I'm leading into this um, building up to the I'm jaguars radio network player of the game i'm voting. following you well here's the rules right okay. and i know you're new welcome thank um, you i get a I vote yeah. you get a vote right and uh tony gets a vote and a half since fred's not with us tonight to break any ties vote and a half just to break any ties. Does that meet parliamentary procedures? No. Okay. But we don't care. All right. Um, I'm going to start, though. And Great. I'm going to start Go with 
uh, any day that you have three sacks yeah. in a National Football League game, you are a candidate for an award like this. And I think Josh Allen uh, is at least my nominee because of that three-sack day. And I don't care how they came, how many yards they came, uh, considering all the noise around him this offseason and going into his fifth and final year of his rookie contract – uh, this is a big start for him today. He had two other big hits in the backfield right. on Deion Jackson where he actually lifted him up, decleating is what they call it, and put him on his back. So Josh Allen was a force, and it's tough to to say that um, that he's not, but I will since okay. you already did. Well, who are you voting for? I'm going for Agnew. I, I think that 48-yard return into um, Colts territory in the fourth quarter you know, right after the Jaguars had failed to get a fourth down, and what was it—a ham sandwich, right? And they just—and and Trevor came up just short. And you're thinking they may not have it today, and then all of a sudden you give them the ball, and your defense stonewalls them. They punt, and here's Jamal Agnew catching it on the bounce. I think that if they had settled for the ball inside the 10-yard line, they might not have won the ball game. And yet, Agnew flipped the script and put him in a position to go down. Bixby gets him up 24-21. From that point, they don't trail again. So I think Jamal Agnew's 48-yard punt return was the play of the game. So I'm making him the player of the game, especially with the timing of that play. He is a critical player for this team. And it could happen a few times this year. In a game where they're in a a deadlock or they can't break through or or it's really tight, I mean, something like that can can change it. Either he takes one to the house or he flips the field and he's already done it one out of one game. I just can't get out of my head that if the Jaguars had had to face that defensive front inside their own 10-yard line, this would not be a happy post-game show. So I'm going with Agnes. Uh, Tony Smith, uh, you want to break this deadlock for us? Yeah, I guess I am breaking the deadlock. I'll say it would have been Calvin Ridley if he had been able to keep his feet in bounds on that second one, right? If he had scored two touchdowns in the first half of the game, he's likely going to get all the votes for the player of the game uh, here this afternoon, but he didn't. Josh Allen, as you said, JP, I mean, three sacks today for a guy who's been – the brunt of so much of the criticism from the fan base over the course of the entire offseason, right? He's going into this fifth-year option. We'll see what it looks like next offseason as to whether the choice is going to be the long-term deal. Is he going to have to play under the franchise tag? All these different things. This guy can't get the double-digit sacks. Well, he's off to a fantastic start on the way to doing that this year. Three sacks, as you said, Brian. Also a couple of big hits in the backfield as well. A great game for him today. He gets my vote for player of the game. All right. There so you go. by voting, Josh Allen is the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. What's Ten- he get? Like a Snickers ice cream bar or something? They're everywhere in the building right now, <laughs> apparently. So we got plenty of those. Uh, Ten tackles, three sacks, two quarterback hits for Josh Allen. Uh, he gets it done today. And if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I say there's plenty of those around the building, but maybe not after we've been in here for about five well, hours. There I, might I, be a few less. I saw them. I was going to volunteer <laughs> to go and get one for him. I'd leave, it, I'd leave it in his locker over in the Miller Electric Center. Uh, we can probably get, get that done. Let's come back in a moment with the Baptist Health Injury Report. Jaguars over the Colts 31-21, and it's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick, Brian Sexton from the Hyundai Studios. Jaguars over the Colts 31-21. The injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. 
the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars, two notable ones today. Gregory Jr. left the game early with a hamstring injury. Brandon Sheriff in the third quarter with a right ankle injury came back in the game for a short time and then left the game again. Tyler Shatley finished out the game at right guard, and we'll uh, obviously hopefully get an update on that moving forward. Uh, it's a good sign, at least, that he tried to go back out sure. and walked off under his own back. It looked pretty bad. The guys are waving right away to come oh, yeah. on out, but uh, he walked off. He was carted back, and uh, apparently the underneath, and then uh, came back out and into the game for a moment. So we'll see what happens with that one. I'm not sure it'll, it'll do anyone any good for me to try to be Kevin Kaplan here, but that looked <laughs> like a lateral ankle sprain, right? Because it was you know down low. You can beat me. I don't well, know. Yeah. I mean, as opposed to a high ankle sprain, okay. you know, which is a long-term injury. So, you know, this seemed to me, 30 years of watching this and staying at Holiday Inn Express occasionally, um, it, it seemed to me to be the kind of thing that he could rebound from depending on his healing ability, right? I mean, I, Well, I we know the toughness of him. Yeah. I mean, if he played through what he did last year with the core stuff going on yeah. um, and, and finished out the season and then had surgery after the season, that, you know, if it's – if it's close to him being a, a go, he's going to give it a go. Yeah. That's just his personality. Okay. So there you go. That is the Thank Baptist you. Health Injury Report. Uh, back in a moment, a preview of next week. The Chiefs are coming to town. Big ball game here in Jacksonville. It's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Brian Sexton from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville. Jags win it over the Colts 31-21. Good resilient win for this Jags team today. Battling back and forth and then finally uh, overcoming and overtaking the Colts in the fourth quarter late and getting the job done. I think it's fair to say this is a game the Jaguars were supposed to win. Right. And even then, you can look at the scores around the league today and you can see that there are games between teams where the team that was supposed to win. How about Minnesota playing at home against Tampa and Baker Mayfield? Was Minnesota supposed to win? Yeah, they were supposed to win. Uh, So for the Jaguars, who at times didn't look like they were up to it, they won a game they were supposed to win. They didn't play clean, but it's a measuring stick for a team that won their final five regulars, five. Yeah, five regular season games. So this is six consecutive regular season games, and all of us can remember that time where we were talking about 20 consecutive losses. Remember that? It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't all that long ago. So Mm. the carryover from one to the other, take it. Doug is right, and I know people know this intrinsically. Winning really is difficult on the road in the NFL, on opening day in particular. So um, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Well, they, uh, the Jaguars are 1-0. doesn't matter how it like came, that. and they are undefeated. I, I like that even better. The last so. time they were 1-0 was 2020. Next week, the Kansas City Chiefs come to town. They are 0-1. They lost on Thursday night to the Detroit Lions. There will be uh, questions, of course, about the tight end and the defensive tackle and their um, availability for this well, game. Well, right now, I mean, Chris Jones is not signed, right? And you'd, you'd think that if they don't get something done in the next 48 hours – and he doesn't show up for practice on Wednesday, even if they sign him. I mean, how many snaps do you want to give a guy who hasn't been with you for you know the entirety of the preseason and in the regular season? So they can both stay home as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know what Kelsey is, and uh, we saw that firsthand uh, Although, numerous times. Can, yes. can I mention this? Chris Jones should be hailed as a hero when he walks in the door here because had he not planted Nick Foles and ruined the Jaguars' 2019 season, we might not see 
Trevor Lawrence is a Jaguar today. That's how narrow this league can be. That ruined the Jaguars' season, and Foles didn't come back. You know, we all thought that, that they were going to be, you know, roughly at least a 500 team with Nick, and they'd never be in contention for Trevor Lawrence. So I say, thanks, Chris, but that's take the day off. Pretty wild how it works out. Yep. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, for those on our flagship station, 1010XL in Jacksonville, stick around. The scoreboard show is coming up next. VP of Production, Patrick Cavanaugh, Executive Producer, Dave DeCandis, Manager of Radio, Joe Fortunato, Linda Fortunato, Tony Smith, Donna Murphy are our studio producers. Brent Reber, Trempadilla, Gabby Dalton, David Cho, Max Hockman producing our video for Jaguars.com. Andrea Curry as well. William Pease handles the podcast. Kate Waskey on advertising. For our entire crew, I'm J.P. Shadrick saying good night. Final score, Jaguars 31, Colts 21 on the Jaguars radio network.